to the Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets show here on the Mayo Media Network. As always, sponsored by Prize Picks. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to go through Tuesday, February 23rd, NHL slate. DJ, how you doing? You know, I was doing great until I realized the Sabres were on a back-to-back. Um, everything was going well. I was like, great, we don't have to talk about the Sabres. I can just put the uh, miserable, miserable night behind me. Nope, they're back. So, doing terrible. I'm still a Buffalo Sabres fan. I wake up every morning and and see the jerseys on the wall and I remind myself of the sadness that is being a Sabres fan. So Matt, how are you? You know, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm in the same boat, but I'm much more uh, well-equipped, I think, to deal with the eternal sadness that is the Buffalo right. Sabres. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it was just, uh, it was a tough night. They had a great start, a terrible finish, and we get to talk about them in a pretty fun spot against New Jersey again here on a Tuesday night. So, you know, it's six games, uh, eight games are on Monday. So the rare week where we actually have a, you know, a lighter slate to go through than Chris and Eric do on uh, Mondays. So make sure you're checking those guys out when they're on, um, you know, Chris will be on tomorrow's show and all that. So, you know, just be sure you're watching every day of the week. Yep. Uh, before we get started, I do want to go over prize picks once again. Definitely get in on prize picks. Use the code MMN for the $100, up to $100 deposit bonus. Now, Obviously, we're here to talk about the NHL. We're going to give you a ton of different players and a ton of different spots. We're going to go over lines. We're going to give you all that news. But if you're not only into hockey and maybe you're gearing up for March Madness, you know, college basketball, all of those things, go over the fantasy score. Check the guys that you like in the game. Go over or under. Um, it's, you know, I think a lot of edge in these college sports are always interesting if you can get the right beat reporters. So try to find the best all around. Have some fun. If your bracket goes out the window, I'm I'm very excited about what's coming in college basketball. I won't talk about it, Matt. Don't worry. But uh, <laughs> definitely check it out. Let us know. Um, send us, you know, your, your prize picks. If, if you do, do some fantasy scores uh, over there. Tweet them to us. We'll retweet them. Um, and we'll post ours tomorrow. So Matt, anything else before we get going here? Yeah, no, you can find that over on uh, Twitter. Follow the Mayo Media Network on Twitter. And our best picks will be over on uh, on Twitter. So make sure you, you know, follow, like, subscribe, whatever you do. Just make sure you're in touch with us. And uh, yeah, uh, love love our friends over at Price Picks. So going into the first game of the night. Uh, yeah, we're going to do it. We're just going to rip off the Band-Aid. The Buffalo Sabres here uh, travel into New Jersey. They're the only team on a on a back to back here. Uh, kind of interesting. Also, uh, one of the few like uh, I guess I think one of two rematches of the most recent game played for each of these teams. Uh, for for sorry, I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, no, in any case, that. we've seen Buffalo at New Jersey a few times lately. Um, so this is, you know, probably a really close game, uh, even though Buffalo's coming in dragging their feet. <laughs> um, you know, New Jersey blew a really tough game to Washington on Sunday. So in this battle of the toilet bowl, let's call it, uh, New Jersey minus 122, over under five and a half. Uh, DJ. You know, where are you going on this one? Do, do you think this game has the tempo to get about five and a half? Or, you know, do you like the side here? Uh, where's your lean? I mean, I think it's it's very slightly towards the under, but I'm not very high on that. I do think that New Jersey is actually not the worst team in the world, I would say. So I do like him to win this one. Um, and I do think, of course, I'm negatively biased against the Sabres. So hard for me to, I, I want to give constructive good advice, but I think the Sabres have broken me beyond repair. So it is tough. Um, New Jersey did kind of play a 
a little bit differently than maybe um, the Lions for the last game against Washington. They did lose kind of a, a heartbreaker on Sunday. Um, Washington scoring a couple of late goals. Um, it was Jack Hughes, Paul Mary, and Johansson. Or wait, Johnson? No. Yep, Johnson. Johnson, Johnson. Uh, Brett, Kishir, Zaka. So I think that off the cuff, you know, Nico Kishir back first power play as well um, with Zaka. So you're going to get some unique, very cheap correlations in, in um, DFS. Um, you're also getting, I think, some decent odds on Kishir and, and those guys to score. And I'm not positive. I mean, you, you might want to look around a bit because yeah, on DraftKings, Kishir's not there for a point or anything like that yet. Um, so you might want to look around for that. But I think that he's, you know, might not be considered as like a top threat. And he's not, you know, maybe the greatest goal scorer in the world. So I think getting him for a point is a fair way of going about it. Um, on the other end of this game, we didn't have Jeff Skinner for the Sabres. I don't know if he's going to pop back he, in or not. He has to because they lost Reader. It sounds like he's. Oh gonna, yeah. You know, sounds like he's out. So even if they didn't want to, they sort of have to. In my opinion, you know, they they could yeah, scratch I, him again. But my God, like that. Yeah. <laughs> talk about a fireable offense, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's it's going super well. Nine million dollars to scratch him. Perfect job. Okay. Um, but to well, score. Well, like, sorry. come on, he's got like 30 something shots. Like, it's not I like know. he's not going to No, I know. It's, it's just, you know, and we're all just banging the same drum. Everyone on Sabres Twitter is saying the exact same thing. Everyone in fantasy Twitter is looking at it like, yeah, he's yeah. obviously just running extremely cold. Yeah, um, yeah, so, for sure. You know, that's 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 the situation though in Buffalo. So I don't know if you were going into sort of the Sabres, but um, we did yeah, see no, their we did see their top six play a ton of ice time against the Islanders, including Dylan Cousins in the top uh, in the top six. So you know you do like to see that just from a betting perspective. Like you know the guys who are going to be on the ice: Eichel, Reinhardt, Olafson, Paul, Stahl, and Cousins. You know, hopefully that sticks in some combination. They could switch things up, but they played a decent game against the Islanders. So um, I, I I I like the over in this one actually. Um, yeah. You know, I, I the, the Devils have been playing with so much pace lately, um, and really, it's been a season-long thing. They sort of had a you know two-week lull there where they weren't playing, but when they've been on the ice, they've been a really fun team to watch. And I think that's been one of the more surprising things of this entire season to me, just how much I've enjoyed watching uh, the Devils play. You know, Jack Hughes looks so confident with the puck. Um, you know, guys like Nico Heischer back in the fold. Cal Palmieri's finally starting to heat up. Um, so I just really, I think this game shapes up to, you know, hit seven, eight goals. I like the over pretty comfortably, actually. Like I was surprised to see it at five and a half. I thought it'd be a, you know, safe six. Um, so yeah, that's sort of my lean here. So with that in mind, I do like a lot of these other bets as well. Yeah. It's one name that jumps out to me, Pavel Zaka. You mentioned Nico Heischer back, you know, he's a great passer, maybe not the, the shot first guy. Pavel Zaka's on that top unit power play and on the top line this guy can wire a puck. Like he's playing yeah. the, he's playing the half wall on the power play. Like, you know, he's there to shoot. So plus three ninety to score. If you want to get crazy, 20 to one first goal, Pavel Zaka. I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, what are your, what are your thoughts? Otherwise? No, uh, I, I was going to, that was yeah. one angle that I was going to take for sure. Um, I think that that really is, he, he's the best odds to score. I mean, have any player here that like, as far as like the, against the spread. I think that's one of my favorite, maybe the entire day, but we'll, we'll keep going. Um, and then they, they get one point for uh, Hughes minus 125 also seems decently to pretty likely um, his shots two and a half. I'm not 
too super sold on. I think that's such an incredible coin flip and maybe leaning towards that not as likely. So um, the, I don't know the shots if I'm going to go for any of these personally. The Paul Mary one seems really good to me. Like, yeah, Paul, Paul Mary's obviously the trigger guy. Um, so yeah. to see him very close to Jack Hughes is kind of, you know, kind of weird actually. Yeah. Uh, um, so, you know, that's, I think the favorite sort of, uh, that I actually like the over more on the game than I do on the Kyle yeah, Palmieri shots, but I like I mean, betting both as well. If you're I think it's playing singles, just as likely to be a five as a six. Like I, I don't. I mean, I, I see what you're saying in New Jersey okay. pace and everything, yeah. and I, I, I just I don't know. I'm personally like I think it's very likely to be four to two, but it's also very likely to be three to two. Like that's yeah, kind sure. of where I see it. So we'll we'll find out. So I, I probably is not going to bet that. Um, yeah, and that's just but, a couple of DFS notes. Um, Nico Heischer came back and he was 2.5K and now he's 2.9. Like they're going to take a while to price him up where he should be over on DraftKings at least. Um, I, I don't have FanDuel up in yeah. front of me, but uh, he and yeah. Pavel Zaka are a very nice mini stack. Yeah. Uh, let's it's just say. Dreyfidel, McDavid. Yeah. Uh, it's just like the, the obvious avenue to take. Yep. Um, but we could get over to Pittsburgh and uh, Washington, Penn's caps. Um, we've seen this game a few times already. We've seen kind of, Everything you can imagine, I feel like we've seen like the 10 goal game and the super low kind of scoring pace game for, with them. So what to expect is a little bit different. Um, we did see Kasperi Kapanen get on the top line, but not see much of any power play time and definitely not. Well, they didn't get a second unit run at all because they scored with the first unit like right away. Um, but he's not on that first unit. So it kind of hurts his upside. But Crosby, Gensel, Kapanen, um, and then Malkin, Rust, Zucker. So kind of changes up the way you might attack it DFS wise. But as far as the over-under here, as far as everything else, it's a six and a half. Um, the slight favor to the Caps. Um, what are you thinking here, though? Yeah, you know, the the Capitals came out sleeping. <laughs> they, they, they laid an egg versus New Jersey and then absolutely blew their doors off in the second and third period. Uh, that was the last we've seen of them. So, you know, that's sort of – I think they keep that going. You know, they've played – I mean, these two teams have played some really good hockey like against each other. Like they're just fun to watch. Um, and you know, that's been years in the making. It's always like that when it happens. Um, so this is a case where I think it's, you know, I'm likely to get pieces of this game um, in most of my lineups, you know, like Ovi, um, you know, a guy like you mentioned Crosby and Kapanen, you know, Jake Gensel is 6.1 on a slate with tons of really, really expensive guys and, you know, he's not necessarily at their level, but he has the ceiling like those guys because he's playing with Sidney Crosby, uh, top power play and all that. So um, I think this is, you know, an area where if I'm looking to bet, um, I might sort of take a long shot goal uh, bet in someone. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but Michael Matheson has been shooting the puck so much lately that you know, like six to one for him to score on that second power play. Like they're actually feeding him. Um, so uh, that one sort of interests me, but otherwise, um, yeah. Do you have any of these like player props that you're thinking of? I mean, you know, it, it's, it, I don't know how, where I'm going to land. I mean, it's been such a smash button for rust and now he, a, even even on the shot prop for, for DraftKings again, but he finally didn't hit it. I don't know if I'm, going to go back to it or not yet. I kind of want to look into what they did um, before I do anything. I, you know, the shot props I think are all pretty fair. Um, I don't think there's one that stands way out above the rest. I might consider Malkin though. Um, he's, you know, two and a half seems, I don't know. He's, 
he's so hit or miss for me. I I, I always feel like I I, <laughs> I, I, I got to hold the ball in and then he just falls apart. He got really hot with shooting the puck and then he did not like barely even play against the Islanders. Very weird. in the last game, he had the assist in 13 minutes. So it's hard to know exactly what they're going to do. I, I don't know if I feel really strong on anything here as far as like an absolute stone cold block. I think the Gensel plus one point at minus 182 is intriguing enough as far as it, like if you're parlaying something big together, just kind of putting that in. He's seeing huge minutes, first power play with Crosby and everything. Um, I don't think he's that much less likely to get a point than Crosby um, at minus 250 for Crosby, minus 182 for Gensel. Like, I don't see why that's that way. Um, so I could get talked into like something like that. Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take Penn's money line here. I think that may, might be my favorite bet. So uh, let's go over to Chicago at Columbus. Uh, Columbus should be without Zach Wierenski yet again. Uh, Chicago looks like they'll be without Dylan Strome. So, um, you know, the first bit of news there, Seth Jones, obviously sort of the key guy on defense. Um, and then, you know, no, no Michael Delzato either, it sounds like. So, you know, power play two, we don't really know. So might be worth in DFS, especially taking flyers on some of their cheap 2.5 type defensemen. Um, and then on the Chicago side, Dylan Strome's been a staple on their top power play unit. And, you know, he's gone. Sounds like guys like Ryan Carpenter are being used on that top unit. So um, very interesting sort of value, I think, just comes immediately into picture into the picture because of those two absences. Um, any thoughts on, you know, what this does to the money line, the over-under, anything uh, around those bets? I'm definitely, you know, slightly in on the under here. I, I'm not, again, like I think this game could very easily just get to the over. I, I'd like to see the goaltending matchup first. Um, obviously, uh, Lankinen's been an, an absolute beast as of late. Um, he did get the the, the tough loss, uh, that 37 on shots against him, a loss against Carolina as they just kind of really, you know, showed up and, and played well. Um, before that, he had that super shutout with the assist. But he's been really, really good. If he's in net and maybe we get, you know, Corpus Allo, it sounds like it's probably going to happen. Merge Lincoln's is out. I, you know, I, I kind of like that those goalies each to, to play well enough to get it below five and a half. Um, the one bet I, I like, you know, a decent bit, not not anything crazy, but to bring its goal to score um, plus 235, just, you know, I think he's he's a pretty like, good shooter. Why, why is he higher why. odds than Bjorkstrand? Like, that's weird. I, I don't know. You know what's I, even, I don't know. Like, even better than that? Alex to bring it to pick up a point minus 139. Patrick Kane to pick up a point minus two sixty five. Like it doesn't make sense. Like they're like, on yes. the ice together all yeah. game, <laughs> right? Like Patrick like, Kane, yes, is slightly <laughs> more likely to get a point. Sure, yeah. But this is we're talking twenty to twenty five percentage points. Like no, yeah. like that. That's 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 too much. So yeah, to bring it, uh, to bring it's the guy here in this game. Um, I mean him and and you know, Seth Jones. I think you know you mentioned him being you know one of your more um, sought after players on this slate, potentially, I, you know, those, those guys, um, but I, do we have, um, to, we don't have points on Seth Jones. Yeah, so. I think we did. Uh, very disappointing. Whatever. Um, might have to look over on, on FanDuel if you play over there for that, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I think that the brink it to get a point or a goal is just like seemingly really nice little value there. Uh, it doesn't really make much. It's like, they just haven't looked at the game logs and seen him playing like 21 plus minutes and all the power play time. Like, I don't know. Um, what's going on there. Yeah, um, for sure. I'm not even seeing a Ryan Carpenter to score prop on oh. DraftKings, which is, you know, uh, 
to be expected because it's Ryan freaking Carpenter, but do note that he is on the top power play. Um, so if you see a number, it's probably too low for, uh, you know, just to roll. And I love, I love, um, you know, just taking advantage of these new situations that these sites, you know, they're just not paying attention. Like we are to player usages, um, roles, role changes, that sort of thing. So, um, if you can find that on your book, uh, it's likely a good bet. Um, yeah, I, kind of feel like if I'm betting this game, I might just make a money line bet on Columbus. Um, I don't really have a great sense of the over or the under. Um, it, you know, it definitely one of those games that to me is, you know, pretty much priced correctly on the over. Yeah. So um, anything else before we get to Montreal, Ottawa? No, I, I think we can jump right over. Um, I mean, I'm a little bit surprised because these are two Canadian teams and it's not a six and a half. Um, so I <laughs> guess that I, even allowed? <laughs> I didn't think that was allowed uh, for them to do that. So I got to call Vegas really quickly and just check in. But no, I think it's, you know, I, I like the over slightly. I know you don't, I feel like, right. I mean, is that, that, is that, that fair to say? That, that could be accurate. Yes. I, I mean, it, it's weird because the numbers are kind of leading me to favor the under, but everything in my, in my every fiber of my being is just like, Think about it. Ottawa and their goaltending against Montreal and having like four pretty good lines and Ottawa, like just finding two goals and, you know, it, 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 it could get there. I mean, I think that, um, I don't know. I think the Ottawa incompetency, I mean, they're like minus 38 goal, like goal differential on the year. I mean, they're, they're really bad. And I think that, you know, Montreal could, you know, they lose to them in overtime on, was it Sunday or Saturday, Sunday, yep. On Sunday and overtime, you know, I think they bounce back here. Um, they we're not sure on Juren yet if he's going to play, and I think that makes a huge heck of a lot of difference. Um, I really like Gallagher though. I mean, I'm I'm very in on him. His Corsi numbers have really been jumping uh, five on five. He it, as long as he sees the minutes, and I know that's always a concern with him. It's like, is he going to get enough minutes for you to make it worth it? But minus one forty three to have a point. I think that that line with him and Toffoli, which should stick together is really strong. Um, you know, they're, I, they're even to have a point on the game. I, I think you could um, take either of them and feel good about it, but I slightly like Gallagher more as a guy that more of a play driver overall, but Toffoli has shown up this year and, and put up a million points. So I can't blame you. The three and a half shots on goal for, for Gallagher. It's, it's a coin flip. I think he does it, you know, more often than not. And especially against Ottawa, um, they're going to give up a fair amount of Corsi against, especially if Shabbat's not in. I mean, they're really, really weak, weak defensively already. Um, so, you know, I think it's it's fair. Um, I think that the, the pucks have not been finding the net as much as for Gallagher as the numbers indicate that he should be. Um, so that's kind of my angle on this game is I'm going to be putting something together with Gallagher. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think I sort of stand opposed to that because, to me, that that is the story of Brendan Gallagher. You know, a lot of great expect, expected rates and all that. Just the ice time isn't there. Um, you know, usually isn't there, I should say. And there are just cheaper ways in DFS, I think, to get exposure to this Montreal team that I like a lot. Um, and just in general, like, I don't see this team, you know, scoring a ton of goals. Like, Tyler Toffoli is not going to, you know, he obviously hasn't been, but, like, He's not a guy who regularly beats his, you know, expected shooting percentage. Um, you know, same goes for a guy like Josh Anderson, who's second on the team in goals, Brendan Gallagher, same story there. So, you know, this to me feels like a solid under bet. Um, you know, Montreal should have no control take, or no problem taking control of this game. 
And what they want to do is, you know, kind of reduce the pace, um, you know, low danger chances going both ways. And maybe, you know, individual talent wins out. You know, Nick Suzuki is incredible. Um, Juin, if he plays, also very slick with the puck. So there are certainly ways, you know, outs for the over to smash for, for sure. Um, but I just think as a median, like I'm very comfortable betting the under in this one. So um, one of the things I was looking at, looking at the scores, like two to two going to overtime, just like last game did, but the Canadians winning 10 and a half to one, if you want to bet the correct score there also, you know, doesn't have to go to overtime, just the score being three to two. Um, that feels like to me about what we should see. Um, so I might, you know, sprinkle a few bucks on that one, just for a little bit of fun, but um, that sort of fits my view of how this game is going the only to go. Other thing is, um, you know, Tim Stutzel was or Stutzel, or honestly, you could say it a he's million a different ways. I, I feel like every time, yeah, he's plus 410 for a goal. Um, first power play, I think he had one, right? If I'm not, I uh, recently, no. at least, if not that last I mean, game, it wasn't last game, it wasn't last game, game before, but he was on the first unit, which I expect them to keep. Um, he played five on five with Stefan and, and Batherson. Batherson's the one who had the goal on that line. I mean, I, I think there's, you know, reason to believe a guy getting 18 minutes in this game with first power play is a little more likely to score than they're kind of giving him credit for. Um, I think that if you continue to kind of just put a little bit of money on that, um, it's going to maybe come out positive for you. Uh, for some reason, this just doesn't seem priced correctly. Like Chris Tierney or Tim Stutzel. I, I don't know. I personally. <laughs> yeah, I no, he's, he's, he's really good. Um, yeah. He's very good at like, hockey. So he's, he's making a lot of draft picks, you know, eat crow. And you know, when, when he was drafted, it was like, yeah, this guy's probably not going to be a difference maker. Like some of the other guys on the board and he's come in and has made a difference. So, you know, I think, Especially if yeah. you can see, like, it was point. just on the outside looking in on the playoffs. Now, <laughs> well, come on, like, <laughs> like, like look at who he's playing over. Like, he has made a difference. He, I mean, like, it's just you can obviously see it with, uh, with him. And there are not many guys on that roster who you can obviously see it with. So, past two uh, games, eight shots on goal and one one in the net. I mean, I yeah, just, if you can know, find I him for a point, yeah, I mean, two like that, yeah, yeah really solid. Yeah. All right, two more games. Uh, Seven thirty for this one. Nashville at Detroit, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, talk, talking about toilet bowls, like my, my God, um, Nashville has not been very good. Um, Detroit, you know, to be expected also not been very good. Um, you know, do you think that Detroit is a home dog plus plus one forty? Uh, do you think they're worth a bet here? Not really. I mean, no. I, no, I, I mean, first off, I'm, I'm pretty in on the under here. Um, I think this game really does set up to be, A's do one nothing. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. just if you want to honestly, I would think like two nothing for Nashville as like a correct score bet. Um, I I don't like this game very much. I don't really have that much interest in betting on much of anything here. Um, I don't know what Nashville is going to do with their lines. They seem to put them in a blender every single night, and that doesn't make me feel very good. Um, Detroit, I think we have a better idea of what they're going to do, but. Outside of like the Mantha Larkin unit, uh, maybe considering, no, never mind. I was going to say that that there's really just no talent. I mean, Zadina is good, but uh, they're just deciding not to put him on the first power play. Um, kind of just a, a overall pretty big fade for me all across everything. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just not interested in this game overall. Yeah, no, uh, you know, fair enough. I don't think there is a ton of reasons to be excited about this game. 
Um, you know, I, I, I think you could get away with betting some player prop unders on Nashville. They seem, you know, they just seem like they're really priced as if they are, um, like this, I don't want to say dominant team, but they just, you know, like they should control this game and yeah, like on paper it's there, but the results just have not been there. Um, even, you know, the expected goals and everything else is just not there. Like they're just not playing a good brand of hockey right now. And until that changes, I think I'm pretty comfortable, you know, just fading them all together, you know, in DFS, uh, you know, I, I don't really want to get sucked into too many over bets, uh, you know, say Philip Forsberg or whatever, just because we don't know what their deployment will look like. Uh, and especially when they struggle, they just throw, throw things in a blender and what comes out is, you know, just random basically. So, um, it's a very tough team to, you know, uh, square in on. I think Anthony Mantha on the Detroit side is a guy who I want to, um, you know, just kind of not go all in on, but I really want to be overweight on him at DFS. I think his shot prop is also nice uh, over two and a half minus 112. The reason for this being, you know, after a stretch of not playing, you know, in a premium role, I believe he was healthy scratched uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. He's back. He's on the top line with Dylan Larkin and Darren Helm. Um, you know, Helm isn't really a super relevant player, but it just sort of goes to show like, you know, they're going to be out there protecting leads. Um, you know, it's not like Mantha's minutes are as big a risk as they were when he was centered by say like, a, you know, Nemestikov or whatever. Um, and I, I just think that, you know, he's also back on that top power play unit. So there's just, I think a lot of indicators that point to uh, Mantha sort of being overlooked for one. And secondly, I think just a little bit of value in betting, you know, as player props here. So any other players that you like uh, getting pieces of? Not really. Um, I, I just think this game is more of a stay away than anything. I, I don't hate the idea of saying like, uh, you know, the no on a, a point for some of these guys, because I think that's decently in the realm of possibility for a yeah, lot of them. Um, so I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, but other than that, I'm probably just stay away more than anything else. I just yeah, I don't I'm, trust. I'm down with that on the home. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I just don't trust anything in it. Like I, I feel like everything that every time I think I think Nashville's like gonna do something, they take a complete 180 on me. And um, other yeah, no, sure. Arvidsson's still shooting the puck a lot. They haven't really done anything that I, I think is gonna stick. So um, yeah, the um, you know, the the I'm down to get a home dog. You know, just I, I think Detroit's a good bet here. Um, it's kind of plug your nose and click the button, but you know, I, I think they can get the job done here. Um, so that'll bring us to, you know, the, the, the main event, let's call it 10 o'clock. Uh, so basically all the other games will be well and done. Uh, Edmonton at Vancouver, you know, it's the final game of the night. We've got McDavid, we've got dry We've even got, you know, Pedersen who's sort of resurgent, you know, two goals last game uh, continues to just hit post after post, but, you know, sh- shooting a ton, um, this game almost certainly going to be the you know prize of all DFS lineups uh, betting wise, like a lot of overs uh, likely to be in store here. So, you know, what are your top level thoughts on this game? I, I, I dressed for the game. So, I mean, this is obviously the game of the <laughs> night. I have the old school Canucks hat. I have Love the it. Connor McDavid. I went what nineties or eighties, eighties, nineties kind of look. Okay, perfect. So everyone that isn't on YouTube, jump on over, check it out. It's, it's wonderful. Um, high level thoughts. I mean, first off, I know we talked a good amount about this on the morning skate podcast, and this was all really Matt's doing. Um, but we talked a little bit about kind of the game theory of building lineups and how, if this is going to be the most, you know, owned game, 
it might be a little bit wise to consider kind of, um, okay, let me, let me start this over. If you do stack this game, okay, let's say you stack up on Edmonton and this is totally Matt's idea and I'm stealing it 100%. I'm, ke- I'm taking notes. Taking okay, notes. if you stack Edmonton and your lineup isn't very good, okay, let's say that you're not going to get there. Don't keep Edmonton in your lineup because they're going to be super high owned. So the chance of you catching all these people and getting back in the money isn't very good. Stack up on Vancouver instead. Leave salary on the table and try to get back to hoping, well, hoping that Edmonton duds, which everyone has them, and you can get catch up and get minimum cash. Matt, did I yeah, say that correctly? Exactly. That's just DFS okay. 101. Uh, basically, you're trying, the, yeah. you know, you're, hopefully you don't have lineups that are dead, but let's be real. Sometimes you just do. And, you know, it's better to try and salvage a min cash if Edmonton completely fails than it is to say, well, at least instead of finishing in dead last, I finished in, you know, 10,000th place when only 3,000 people get paid. Like, what's the point? Um, you know, your pride. So, you know, you're just trying to, you know, use the rules to your advantage to make a little bit of money back. Uh, that's basically just the overall thought DFS wise. Uh, you can hear more about that and DFS in general yes. over on the Morningscape podcast. So if you haven't yet, be sure to find that on Stitcher, on iTunes. I, just want, yeah. so, I wanted to get that, yeah. that point out of the way. So, so we're on the same page with everything going forward in this game. Now, yeah, well, the one player that I think is a bit more off the board is uh, Niles Hoglander, who is maybe my favorite solo player the entire night as far as um, DraftKings and Daily Fantasy. I mean, obviously, you could talk about McDavid, Dreisaitl, Besser, all those guys. I mean, Silver Blue in the face. They're all good plays. Uh, Hoglander has actually been one of the better I-Corsi per 60 players in the league in the month of February. He was I tied for eighth, I believe, in the past couple of yep. weeks at all strengths and just shooting the lights out of the puck. Um, that second line in Vancouver of Pearson, um, Horvat, and Hoglander, it correlates well five on five. It doesn't correlate on the power play. Horvat gets the first, and the other two are you know on the second, which doesn't see a ton, a ton of run. But Hoglander is actually seeing the minutes, and consistently he's playing very well in those minutes. And I don't tons see... of shots, no goals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and, it's, and just, it's... yeah, so... Matt, I'll let you, he's he's that. two or three games away from the Jeff Skinner treatment, apparently, because you know he's generating tons of chances. He looks, you know, like he does look good out there, though. So, um, you know, just I, I do like that call a lot, um, especially if you're just trying to be different. Maybe it's a one-off, uh, you know, going against a an Edmonton type stack. You know, he's cheap. He lets you fit in those type of guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at his player prop, you know, two score in this game plus 310, like the regression has to hit at some point, right? So, um, you know, maybe you're talking, you know, three to four shots on goal. Like, yeah, I, you know, that actually does seem like a decent number to, you know, get them at and just sort of bank on the math, maybe working out in our favor uh, tonight. So I I do like him. I think we'd obviously be remiss to not talk about these two-point props with guys like Patterson, JT Miller, uh, Dreisaitl, and McDavid. You can bet yes on any of those guys to score two or more points in this game. Um, you know, it's very interesting to me that Connor McDavid is so much uh, lower odds than Pedersen to do this um, because, you know, we just saw Pedersen do this last game. We know this Vancouver team, if the over is going to get there, like it's going to go through their top six. You know, you're not seeing guys like Jay Beagle, <laughs> you know, get multi-point games very often to get the game to a six and a half total. Um, so, this to me just feels like there's a ton of value on these Vancouver guys. Am I wrong here? No, I mean, I, 
first of all, I think you're absolutely correct. And I mean, Vancouver, and obviously they've played the most games in the league, but they have given up the most Corsi against, which is, you know, they played more games than a lot of teams. So it makes sense. So I, you know, I, I do think that Edmonton is a pretty sharp bet as far as, you know, putting on the, on, on the points and it feeds through McDavid and Dreisaitl. So uh, that, that is clearly an easy money bet, but I think on the other side, you know, Vancouver has funneled the offense to these top two lines and Pedersen has been the guy on the power play. Like that's the guy they want with the puck shooting it. Um, as you mentioned, he's, well, I think you mentioned it, he scored on the power play in last game. I think he had a post on the power play as well. Yeah. Um, he had a crossbar and uh, I think he had an empty net goal too, like a like five, six on five situation. Yeah, that's where they wait in the last game. Then they lose in overtime. Yeah, no, he scored with the goalie pulled. Okay. Okay. Um, anyways, though, yeah, they're feeding him. Oh, I oh they tied it with the goalie. Oh, I thought you meant he <laughs> oh, okay. scored an empty net goal. No, no, I was like, wait, no, he didn't no. score an empty net goal. No. Yeah, no, he scored on the power play with the goalie pulled. It was six on four, I think. That's what you're yeah. saying. Okay, exactly. You. So um, okay, I thought you meant the opposite. I was like, I don't think that's true. Okay, yeah, no, but he <laughs> is the guy. There's the, the focal point of that power play. So I think if you're playing Vancouver. Um, the one off on Hoglander, or I would definitely have like Miller and Pedersen and, and uh, that Quinn Hughes kid. It's pretty yeah. Cool. So, you know, just something to think about, uh, you know, uh, we're seeing dry McDavid two score plus plus one seventeen. Now these guys, as great as they are, they're playing alongside Mr. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you know, Connor McDavid gets him at five on five, all three of them together on the power play. And let me just tell you in the last 10 games, do you know who has the most shots out of any of those guys? I, I guess you're teeing up Nugent Hopkins. It's, uh, it's, it's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. You know, like they each have, uh, sorry, him and McDavid are tied, but they each have 61 shot attempts here. And yeah, McDavid may be slightly more likely to score. But I mean, the Nuge is just, he's plus 220 to score a goal. And McDavid drives that plus 117. Like it, at some point, like, you know, the, the main guys can't be good values all the time. And, you know, on DFS, sure, you know, jam everyone in. But if you're betting one guy from this game, I just don't see a reason to say, you know, oh, this is this is a McDavid smash when the Ryan Nugent Hopkins props are, you know, just this much better. Um, yeah, so that's really sort of my main thing. Just thinking, like, if you're betting on a guy, like, you know, why not bet on a guy with better odds? You know, look at shots. Connor McDavid over three and a half. Ryan Nugent Hopkins number, it's minus 182, but it's over two and a half. You know, they're basically doing the same thing. So it just sort of feels kind of obvious to me that, like, let's get the guy who isn't as fancy on paper, but is essentially doing the same thing from a betting perspective as McDavid is. So, you know, maybe not like the multi-point games, but it's that's not really what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, well, do you want to get to our favorite bets of the night? Are you ready for that segment, if you will? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So Okay, um, so that's – I mean, I just kind of wanted to piggyback on what you were saying, but I want to make it my favorite bet of the night. Um, I think that one of the safest is just the Pedersen over 2.5 plus 120. That seems pretty – it's not perfect, obviously. Like, he's definitely had those one-shot-on-goal games. But um, as of late, and I think they're really focusing on trying to get him to shoot the puck more because how good his shot is um, – it's, you know, 20 minutes of ice time, Pedersen, JT Miller setting him up. I think that you know, him coming back into the fold has definitely helped. So I think that Pedersen uh, is just the easy take there um, over two and a half. Uh, I'm also a big fan of that one. Uh, you know, don't think that needs too much more explaining. 
Um, for my favorite bet of the night, give me the Sabres Devils over. Uh, this game to me just does not feel like a five and a half. Maybe I'm just a you know bumbling fool, but uh, to me, this should be a six. So I'll take the value on that uh, all day. All right. I'm going to say the Debrink hit the score or even the point. I mean, either one of those, nice. you could just, just put it, put it in. Um, it's man, just not priced right. It just isn't. No, that's uh that's very, very solid. Um, all right. Player prop wise. Um, you know, let, let's, <laughs> let's, um, boy, I'm trying to pick from one of the three games we haven't touched on yet. So um, I, I'm sort of feeling this Anthony Mantha, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's an ugly game, but he's sort of the prize jewel, in my opinion, in what yeah. should be a pretty ugly game. So, you know, let, let's yeah. keep it relatively even keel. Anthony Mantha, over two and a half shots, minus 112. Yeah. That game under for me. I didn't say an over <laughs> under or anything. I, I do that like every time I pick two player props. No, but that game yeah. under is another one that's I'm All pretty right. stout on. Um, get to DraftKings a little bit here, a little DFS lineups. Yeah, you know, it's um, obviously, as I said, check out Morning Skate Pod. We talked for, I think, 45 minutes about this slate um, specifically. So, and a little bit of, you know, other talk too, but. Um, A-10 basketball? <laughs> no, I won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Please don't make me do that again. Um, all right. But yeah, so this slate is going to be dominated by Edmonton 1, uh, rightly so. You know, it's a very very close analogy to Monday night, actually, because we had this McDavid or uh, Matthews uh, situation. This is actually even more cut and dry than the uh, Matthews situation on Monday, because we didn't know Matthews line mates. We, we sort of had a lot of uncertainty there. Of course, Matthews failed, but what he did is he also took out like 50% of the field with him. If you, you know, made lineups that didn't have Matthews in them, uh, you probably did pretty well. So not saying that you need to fade McDavid or whatever, but just be mindful that like, if you're building a team without McDavid, you probably don't need to get crazy. You know, you don't need to do weird things to be different. And if you do play McDavid, you know, obviously you'll need to play cheaper guys to make it work, but you'll also need to get a little bit different in order to sort of make sure that if you are going to uh, have a good lineup, that lineup can win a tournament. You know, that's usually what we're doing. We're trying to win the big prizes so you need those low-owned guys who go off alongside a McDavid, you know, three-point night or whatever. Um, so that's just sort of the, the the quick cliff notes on what we're looking at. Now, DJ, do you have a, you know, maybe top stack for us in DFS, especially if we're not targeting uh, McDavid or maybe to go with McDavid? I mean, obviously that it's super easy to play McDavid and and friends. I mean, everything you want about DFS is in McDavid and Dreisaitl with the minutes, the, you know, the point upside, the game, the script, all of it. But if we're going to stay away from that, because I think it's just too easy to say, like, play McDavid and Nugent Hopkins, have fun. Um, I honestly do like this uh, Crosby-Gensel. Um, I'm not really sure if I'm going to play Kapanen much. I just don't think it's really worth it. I mean, it, it obviously could work. He's 3,800. It's cheap enough to put him in. Um, I doubt I end up playing with Tang, but maybe – uh, I think he's fairly priced here, but I just don't think it's again, like I don't think you need to spend 5,600 on Chris Letang. Um, but I think that Crosby Gensel in this matchup, it's a six and a half. And, you know, I think it's going to be one of the more overlooked six and a halves on a six game slate that we're going to see just with, I think at the Edmonton onslaught. Um, so if you get, you know, those two and maybe, you know, OV coming back, um, you're not going to be able to afford a lot of developer price Edmonton, but that could be one way of going about it in a, 
I think a pretty similar, uh, both of these games going over is possible, but I, you know, I, I don't see any reason why um, Pittsburgh is so much cheaper than Edmonton. Yeah, no, uh, totally fair. Um, so I think this stack might work best with a um, Edmonton stack, you know, sort of touched on in a bit, uh, you know, more in depth on the Morningski podcast, obviously, but with only six games sort of had to repeat myself here, New Jersey Devils, Nico Heischer and Pavel Zaka. I expect Heischer to be pretty popular because, you know, people just know about him. Um, mm. But I don't think Pavel Zaka will get nearly as much ownership as he should garner. Um, you can also correlate them with their power play defenseman in PK Subban. And, you know, it also goes well with the way I see this game going. I see this game going over the five and a half total. So I think that those guys, you know, will help it get there. So that's probably my favorite low end stack that still has a lot of upside in my opinion. No, I think it's very, very fair. Um, The other one I'll go with then, I think that Vancouver on the other side is still very good. And, um, you know, I think we mentioned it enough, but the Pedersen, Miller, um, Quinn Hughes, I mean, you could throw Besser in it as well. I, I don't think he's entirely, entirely necessary. He's been great on the year. Um, he scored a lot of goals, but, you know, if you do the full four-man, go right ahead. Um, the line two as well is really cheap, and I think it's too cheap with Hoglander, um, Pearson, and Horvat. All three of those guys together, it's going to be pretty contrarian. Um, the correlation of the power play is tough, but I don't think there's, you know, any reason to think that they couldn't get two goals at five on five. And, you know, if one of them scores in the power play, you're still happy. So um, any one more for you, I think. Yeah. You know, um, this Chicago side is a really interesting sort of combination of, um, you know, you need value on this slate to play the big guns while also getting sort of leverage off of the big guns in Edmonton, because we have Patrick Kane and Alex Dabrinkit uh, very clearly, you know, two of the best plays just, likely in a worse matchup in terms of pace and whatever else. Um, and then you also get the value because on that top power play unit, say Ryan Carpenter, uh, likely Adam Boakfist, you know, both those guys sub 3K on DraftKings. So you could literally kill two birds with one stone by playing top end talent and also getting the value to sort of fit in other top end talent around uh, your main stack. So I sort of like that one from like a, just a tournament perspective for that reason. Yeah, no, definitely. I was the one I talked about in MSP, so definitely yeah. agree. Um, is there anything else before we get on out of here? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just uh, make sure uh, after this, you're going over the prize picks, you know, putting together your entries. Use code MMN when you are over there to get that deposit bonus for you. Um, and yeah, I think we are uh, good to head out of here. So you can find me on Twitter. I am at Fake Moods. You can find DJ at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. Uh, be sure to uh, rate, leave a review, uh, leave us a thumbs up on YouTube and also a comment. You know, what's your favorite bet? Uh, what's your favorite tournament stack? If you're, you know, what jersey should I buy next? Exactly. Whatever you, you know. want to say. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I look good. Today. Also, and if you're not watching, I mean, let's take a moment to appreciate that we are over a month into this NHL season and DJ still is bringing out new jerseys every night. Like, let's see how long he keeps this going, right? I honestly, I, I was trying to remember all the jerseys I've worn because I, I think I almost wore one double and I haven't yet. So I'm going to really try to focus on that. And I still have plenty in the arsenal. So don't worry. And I will buy more. I will do all it right. just for you. Well, everybody, uh, best of luck out there on Tuesday night. We'll be right back at uh, right back with you on Thursday night. So I'm Matt. That is DJ. This is the Mayo Media Network Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets Show presented by Prize Picks. And we will see you. Thank <laughs> you.